Welcome, welcome, welcome. What do we say? What do we think? It's 2024 already. We're off and running with a new year. This is going to be an exciting year at the radio station, WKXL. This is the Sports Machine with Slim. I am thrilled to be here to kick off the year. I'm ready for a lot of hard work, some big changes, and just action. I'm excited for this year. I know there's a lot of news out there. If you change your radio dials, you can hear lots of negativity, or you can choose to uh, look on the bright side of things and just say, hey, I'm going to do what I can, control what I can, impact what I can. And what I can impact today is some sports discussion. The Sports Machine with Slim. This is New Hampshire's next generation sports talk radio show. I've got some guests in the studio today. I'm going to tell you about them. But first, I'm going to recap some of what's gone on in the sports world over the last four days. It seems like forever ago. Friday night? Thursday night? When did your weekend start? Friday night was when it started for me. We got Celtics, Playing well, continuing to run off wins. We got the Bruins. They're hot again. They've won a couple games. We got cryptocurrency. Steam rolling up if people are paying attention to that. Yesterday, Bitcoin up 2500 to kick the year off. I'm telling you right now, that's the spot you're going to want to be in. You're going to want to be in crypto as this year goes on. But uh, we'll leave that for another day and another time. The Boston Celtics. Before I get into football action, can I just ask this question to everybody? Boston Celtics and San Antonio Spurs. People love to talk about Greg Popovich. My brother Dave and me were talking yesterday. He says, where are all the fire Popovich chants? <laughs> Everybody thinks he's, he's so great. He ran Kawhi Leonard out of town, and the San Antonio Spurs traded Derek White to the Celtics a couple of years ago for not that much. I'm just going to tell you, Derek White is growing on me day by day by day. I said yesterday, like, I think this guy's a top 20 NBA player. He is, he is insanely good, and we got him for almost nothing. We just we stole him from San Antonio, supposedly the greatest coach of all time. Do you think San Antonio wants Derek White back right now? You can't have him. Sorry, you cannot have him. Let's look to the football action. Bowl games. I'm going to start there, and then we're going to transition into the, the Patriots. FSU and Georgia, we talked about this over the last week or two. What an embarrassment. I'm sorry, Florida State. I feel bad for you. Really, what happened there? Just a travesty. They lose 63-3. to And it wasn't even that competitive. It wasn't. Georgia could have won by a million. But they had some respect and, uh, you know, appreciation for the game. So they decided not to run it up too much. 63-3. to Florida State, just all those kids that didn't want to play and couldn't play. And uh, it's just a sorry state of affairs for college football. Last night, though, as you go through the weekend, last night's games, that was not a sorry state of affairs. Those games were incredible. Alabama, Michigan, looks like Alabama's going to win. They're up by seven in the fourth. No, no, no. Michigan comes back, ties it up at 20, and then goes ahead, wins the game in overtime. Congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines. It does look like Michigan is probably going to be the national title winner. The game last night, which I had been saying for a week, was going to be very high scoring. I was worried. I was worried at halftime. I was worried at certain points throughout the game. But Texas and Washington came through, they hit the over, scored lots of points, and the game goes down to the last play, literally. The last throw goes into the end zone. Washington's up by six. Texas got the ball. Texas throws it. Just, just miss. Washington goes on to the finals next Monday night. We're going to have some action in college football. Now we're on the NFL. Let's just start, as we start the show today, 
Let's really dig into the Patriots. I think we're going to spend a lot of time on the Patriots here for the remainder of this segment and segment number two, and then we'll pick up the rest of the NFL action after that. My God, Baltimore is starting to look unbeatable, aren't they? Baltimore-San Francisco is almost the most guaranteed finals matchup in the NFL that I can ever remember, but I'm sure somebody's going to get knocked off. But let's start with the Patriots. Patriots, four, four turnovers in the first half. And as we're watching this, Everybody out there who's still in Patriots fandom land watching the games, I know we're all thinking the same thing, like, oh, what a travesty. Mac, like, should we put Mac Jones in? Bailey Zappi's here. What, uh, then this, the Pats pull it together. We play a pretty competitive game in the second half. I'm, I'm really proud of this team, and as I told people last week, my take on Belichick is, has changed. I wanted to run him out of town two weeks ago. But I have the right to change my mind. And I just watch so many of these other NFL games, and I just think these other coaches are quite awful with game management situations. Belichick is still good with that, and his players aren't quitting. So I'm here actually looking positive and very hopeful that the Patriots organization will turn things around and have a great year next year, maybe with Belichick even as the coach. But I know there are people out there who do not feel the same way as me, and that is my intro or my uh, transition into the folks who are with me in the studio today. We have a friend of mine, new friend of mine by the name of Mitty, who I'm going to welcome on the air for the first time right now. Mitty, why don't you say hello to people? How you doing? Hello, everybody. Yeah, and you can tell people, if you want to, how we came into a connection together. Well, you came into my work, so it's uh, kind of a funny story. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I had some tickets given to me at work. I work at the Common Man up in Hooksit, and Pepsi gave us two tickets to go down and do a meet and greet. So me and one of the other managers, Andrew, went down to Gillette Stadium and met Josh Uche, Javarni Tavir and uh, Hunter Henry. And earlier in that same day, I had sat down in my room with my little laptop recording studio that my wonderful wife Megan got me for Christmas last year. Hi, baby. Nice. (laughs) And uh, I wrote a parody song about how terrible the Patriots are. Uh, I took the track from 21 Pilots, Stressed Out, and I put my own little take on it. And I talked about just how the Patriots have made me feel over the last couple seasons since Not good. losing right. the best player of all time. Yeah, interesting time for Patriots fans. We've been through 20-plus years of success, winning, uh, expecting to be in the AFC Championship game every single year when one Tom Brady was at the helm. And now, since he has not been here, it's just been a year-by-year decline down the stairs. And you are a Patriots fan who is somewhat stressed out over these recent developments. Stressed out, great great way to put it. I mean, I'm decked out in Patriots gear right now. I have so many Patriots jerseys and shirts and Brady paraphernalia. Uh, my kids wear Brady paraphernalia. Braden, who's the, uh, who do you have on your, your jersey? So, so just so we can introduce this to people, Mitty is not the only individual in the studio with me today. He has his son, Braden, who's also here. Braden has bounced back and forth on whether or not he wants to actually be on the air, I think he's ready. Are you ready, Brady? Do you want to make a contribution to this conversation? <laughs> Just say yes. Yeah. You're sure. There You're he is. sure. You're being prompted by your dad here. So I wonder if we could just 
peel back the onion on Braden's involvement with this. He plays basketball, loves sports. Do you watch the Patriots each week? No. You don't. So you're in and out on the Patriots. I would call that a casual fan. I call myself actually a pink hat Bruins fan. So Red Sox fans that are not really true fans, those get called pink hats. They go to the games, they cheer, but they don't really know what's going on. I'm one of those for, for Bruins. Maybe you're one of those for the Patriots. I don't know. But if I was going to ask you, what's your take on the Patriots this year, what would you say? Yeah. What do you think of them? Um. Yeah. It's a tough business in radio, baby. So I'm going to put Mitty on the spot right here and say, what do you think of the Patriots this year? I am very, very disappointed over the last few years. I mean, after 20 years of what we got to see, and I don't say got to see lightly. I mean, we got to see 20 years of the most amazing football year after year after year, and it was almost perfection. And now we're, we're being spoon-fed this gruel that we're forced to eat, and Bill Belichick just keeps taking these bottom-of-the-scrap-heap players, putting them together, and convincing us that if you do your job and everybody does what he says, we're going to win, but we're not winning. The Patriot way. It was fed to us for years and years and years, and people on Sports Talk Radio have been arguing over it. Hey, who was it? This is not just recent development. For the last 20 years, at least 15, we had to say, hey, who's more important to the organization, Tom Brady or Bill Belichick? I mean, this was just just a, an incredibly uh, ignorant question for anyone to be asking. Tom Brady would have won multiple championships with any coach, like Rex Ryan, he would have won championships with Tom Brady. Any coach would have done it. But what I'm glad about, many is that there are fans like us who want to take a stand. So we're not here to tear down the organization and berate everybody to a level where we want to embarrass them and make them feel bad about themselves. We're trying to inspire and uplift people through making them aware of their failures and hopefully prompt them and spur them on to uh, turning things around. Yes. So, so what you've done is you've developed a song that will do justice. And for the first time, we are going to play that song on the radio when we come back from break right here on the Sports Machine with Slim, New Hampshire's next generation talk show, sports talk radio show. And I'm all excited because we're playing a song that Mitty has developed and we're going to share it with the world. WKXL Radio is on 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. You can hear us online, nhtalkradio.com. We are coming right back to play a song to soothe the Patriots fans' ears. We're ready. We're, we're doing new things, baby. We're doing new things on the show. It, when I met Mitty, it was just within the last, uh, well, couple of hours, actually, that I met him for the first time. But I met him through text and the phone over the last couple of weeks. It was through a connection on another individual who said, oh, wait a minute. Hey, um, you are in Sports Talk Radio? said, yeah, I just started the new new show in Concord. We're in Concord. We're on in Manchester. And they said, oh, well, you ought to talk to Mitty, who um, has just developed a song about the Patriots that he wanted to get on the radio, he was saying. And so that is what led me to, to reach out to Mitty and say, hey, I heard you have a, a song that you wanted to play. And uh, 
Today we're going to play it, Mitty. What do you think about that? I'm pretty excited. Um, you had asked me earlier uh, how I came up with the, the idea. And uh, honestly, I, I played in a band for a little over a decade, did some touring. My father even played bass, actually, for Aerosmith for about a year back in the 70s. You aren't going to dig oh. it up because there were no smartphones back then. But Your dad played bass for a year with Aerosmith? Uh, absolutely. He fill-in? Started it as a fill-in, but uh, started out as a fill-in, but it ended up going about a year because uh, the bass player never came back, and eventually you know, it transitioned out, but he did a lot of really cool things with them. And, Music's uh, in your bones. It is. You know, I've I've been writing songs and singing for years and years. I've played in front of thousands of people, and I, it's really, really a cool gift to be able to remember back to that. And so you make this song out of nowhere. Just uh, you're just venting your frustrations on paper <laughs> at one point, and then you say, "Oh, I can put this to tune," and you you spin the song up. And then what was your plan? Just to release that to people, kind of on social media, and see uh, what yeah. happens, or what? Well, I mean, honestly, if you if you've watched the Patriots over the last four years, you'll understand why it was so easy for me to come up with these lyrics, and uh, all of them are just very relevant to how terrible and they've been how bad their decision making has been their drafting's been terrible their concept in general's been terrible and it really just kind of flowed out of me <laughs> you know and i thought of the song stressed out and a, a light bulb went off and i said you know what let's rip on the patriots they deserve it right now well there we go and we're gonna play that song in one minute for people that don't know this song stressed out the original version by 21 pilots it is a song really about growing up in modern day america and kind of reaching a point in young adulthood when you go wait a second all the things that i was promised isn't really what i'm seeing right now and like i have to make money and everything is about money and i can't get enough of it and so i don't know what to do i got all these bills i'm getting stressed out and that's the spot that patriots fans have been in over the last couple of years where it's like wait a minute i thought we were going to be able to turn things around i thought we had the team the infrastructure the patriot way but now that tom brady's gone it's not happening like that so we're getting a little stressed out right Minnie? i'm getting very stressed out this is an appropriate way to vent your frustrations. Andrew is in the back. He's ready to rock and roll. Why don't you reveal to the world what we got here from Middy's Patriots parody. Let's go. I wish I liked a better team with a better coach. I wish New England had a quarterback that could throw. I wish that when my team played, we could have a chance, but we could Belichick, and we're doing this again. I was told that we were drafting for a fresh start, but we absolutely blew it, and the whole thing fell apart. Can't identify which road to run We get a touchdown out of it if we ever caught it But we'll run it and they know it So it's probably not gonna be fun 
I'm missing Brady. The dude was stone cold. Chris throws to the end zone on the board for another score. And Bill reminds us that it doesn't really matter. Out of talented and cheaper, he will always take the ladder. My goodness, that is that is pretty catchy. When the goat would win us these games, but now we suck. Yeah. So what? Well, many, I shouldn't be singing your song. What would you say the title of that song is? We suck now. And that some people may get offended by in this day and age of culture when people get so easily offended. But I think it's a true statement, people. It is. Mitty, what would you say to expand on just the song the outflow of your emotions uh, and just being on the bottom floor of the NFL. (laughs) Honestly, my, my biggest take on it is that we're, we're so bad and we were so good for so long and they want to settle with that and say, Oh, we gave you this. It's like, no, you did it for so long. You need to keep doing it because that's what we deserve. That's what we're used to. And we demand it. So what do we do then? Let's talk a little bit about what the Patriots can actually do to turn things around. So like I said earlier, we're here to try to lift them up. We do suck now. We're in the basement of the standings for for the NFL. We're not at the very bottom, but we're heading there if we take one more step down. So what do you think? Do we try to win this game coming up this, no. this coming week on Sunday? You, you're you hardcore against it. No, we don't no. want to. We need a draft pick. <laughs> and there are some good quarterbacks out there. Opinions vary as to who should be the top guy and who shouldn't. And we don't know what's going to happen with the draft with the Bears because they get the number one pick, and they already have a quarterback in Justin Fields. But I think if the Patriots lose, we're two or three, right? Where you get the number two or number three pick. What do you think? I have a take on that, and I know it might sound a little crazy, but I say we pick Marvin Harrison Jr. That way we've got an elite wide receiver who's young and on a rookie contract. And then let let uh, the Bears take that quarterback, and maybe we find a way to get Justin Fields out here. I think he'd be great. My brother was talking with me last night. My brother Dave, one of the top sports uh, fans of the sports talk show here. Sports Machine with Slim. He's been in the top three rankings of the fans' standings. What is the top ten fans' standings, you may be asking? 
just sounds confusing, right? Every week on Friday, I release a top 10 fans of the show list, and those fans get things. So if you haven't listened to the Sports Machine with Slim in the past and you want to, I'm just telling you, there's kind of something in it for you. But my brother said, yes, we should try to get Justin Fields over here. Everybody's got a solution or a potential solution. What do you think about Belichick? Do we want him as the coach of the team moving forward? I think he'd be fine as a coach. I don't want him to be the GM because he, he's a terrible drafter. But, I mean, think about, think about Fields. He's, he's in the same boat as Mac Jones was. He's a, he's a guy with a lot of skill in the wrong place. Bring him out here. You got Belichick. What do you think Belichick could do with a quarterback like Fields and a receiver like Harrison? He'd have a better chance to win than he has this year. So I'm with you. I don't know if he's going to give up those GM responsibilities. Probably not. Braden, guess what? You've been here. You've been a little bit quiet. I do know there's a couple things that you want to say, so we're going to set you up for that. But I will tell you, you listen to your dad's song, right? What did you think about it as he shakes his head up and down? They can't see you shaking your head. You need to talk about this upside. <laughs> um, what did you think about that song? It's funny. Yeah, it is pretty funny, right? I know you're, you're a little bit nervous here, but you've got a message you wanted to send out to a couple people. I want to take some time on this show to let you have the, the floor. Go ahead and say your shout-outs to the people you want to. Nice and loud. Nice and loud, Bray. Two people on your basketball team you want to say hi to. Go ahead. Um... We have, see, this is what can happen. Every day, people out there listening to me on the radio, you think this job is easy? You think what I do is easy? I got news for you. It's not. It's not. You get in front of this microphone, it gets to be intimidating. You wonder, oh my God, there's people out there listening. What are they going to think of me? I kind of don't care, but more than that, I know you're going to like me. Why? Because I bring in cool guests who reveal new songs to the world. We're going to be back here with Mitty and Braden. You're listening to The Sports Machine with Slim, WKXL Radio. It's 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We are coming right back. with Slim. I want to hear, I just asked Mitty, I said, would you be able to sing any of your song? And he said, sure. So I'm not going to ask you for a lot. I know there's a lot of pressure on you, but why don't you go whatever part you feel you like or you want to, why don't you regale us with the, the lyrics of, of the song? Go ahead. All right. Well, my favorite line is, uh, and Bill reminds us that it doesn't really matter out of talented and cheaper. He will always take the latter. And that's basically just a direct shot at getting rid of Jacoby Myers for even money with Juju Smith-Schuster. And Jacoby Myers is now out on a crappy Oakland team that's, you know, they're just kind of fizzling, but he's a number two receiver out there behind Devontae Adams, and he's still getting a target share. He's still raking the ball in, and he's playing really well. And we got Juju Smith-Schuster, who's drinking prune juice. Head-scratching decision. It really is. And, And this is the part of the reason for your song, I think. For 20 years, it didn't matter what decision Belichick made. We always said, oh, like he's got a strategy. He's playing chess chess while other teams are playing checkers. Well, that's all well and good when you're winning championships or competing every single year. But now, 
we're just losing. We have our fans, dedicated fans, writing songs about how stressed out they are that we suck now. And so you have to be able to you know, take that second-guessing, Coach Bill, and be like, hey, listen, maybe we need to change some of this this strategy. What else about the song, Mitty? Do you, I find that line to be very creative. That probably would be my favorite line, too. But what else do you want to emphasize about the song? No, just, uh, just the fact that, you know, uh, Everything. I, I, there's no real emphasis. Every everything, <laughs> everything they're doing sucks. is wrong. I mean, they they got no quarterback. They got no receivers. They got a couple of pretty good running backs, but we think nobody we nobody to block them so that they can't get through anyway. You know, so th- there's just there's no flow to this team at all. None. But the defense doesn't quit, man. And I'll tell you this yeah. week when we give up. Four turnovers. We give the ball to the other team four times in the first half, and you're at Buffalo, a team that you know Buffalo wants to spank the Patriots. We used to embarrass them. For how many years? We just went in there and crushed them every single year. You don't think Buffalo wanted to give us payback this weekend? Of course they did. But And we gave them the ball four times, but we still fought them down to the very end. That's where I'm like... I can't, I can't give up on Belichick. I'm like, no. I think I want him to come back. But you and the song kind of open up the doorway to say, hey, maybe we need to move on from him. I forget the, the line, but it was something to that effect. What do you think um, about keeping Belichick? Yes, yes next year or no? Just I want you on the record. Yes, if he's not the GM. There we go. And he's not going to not be the GM. He's gonna. He wants to have control. He's just when you're old. I notice it now. I'm. I'm getting ready to turn fifty in another month. When you start getting old, it's like, listen, dude. I want things done my way. If I can make it done my way, I want it done my way. Why? Because somebody else is gonna screw it up, probably. And that's the mindset you have when you get older. Oh well, Belichick's got like 21, 22 more years on me, and a lot more crustiness. Listen to his media. I hate that when he goes and does his press conferences. He's just kind of rude to me. It's like that's another thing as a Patriots fan. What do you think about that, Mitty? Do, are you okay with his conduct I can't during press conferences? It. Can't it's, stand it. It's right? awful. People ask him a question, and when they ask it, it, it'll be the most relevant question that all of us as fans <laughs> want to know. And and you get you get. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I already answered that. Um, we're just moving forward to Cleveland. Um, well, yeah, we uh, we don't talk about it's. It's all just a bunch of. I'm not going to say anything because I know I'm wrong. It's infuriating. It, it's like no, no, no. You cannot talk to us like that anymore. When your team has three wins, four wins in a year, dude. No, no. I will as a journalist. They're lucky I'm not in that room. Oh, Bill, 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 Bill. Just a quick follow up on that. I know we're on to uh, the Jets next week, but what about? This putrid performance. What about the song that uh, Mitty in New Hampshire has created saying that the Patriots uh, suck now? Have you heard about this song yet? How would he respond to that question, Mitty? I don't know. Um, Mitty I do, who? I do know that uh, <laughs> Well, when in making the song, um, that actually brings to a small point. I, wanna, I do want to thank my wife for helping me make a video that goes along with that song, which is amazing. I, I presented it to her while she was buried in work and uh, said, hey, do you think you could make me a video for this? And she's like, wow, uh, do you see that I have hours of stuff to do? And about two hours later, she came up to me and she's like, yeah, I, I kind of already did it. And then uh, I got this guy, Nick Smith, that I work with who goes to school for this type of technology. And he's coming over helping me, you know, proof my song and make sure it all sounds right and everything. You know, a lot of, lot of really helpful people. And uh, 
and people that have helped me you know, get it to where I want it to be just to make this moment even possible. And but, so uh, people that want to find that, Mitty, that's a good transition right there. I don't know if you want to be giving all your personal information or what, your social media, stuff like that. But if people want to go and play this song, what's the best way for them to try and find that? Well, it is on YouTube. Uh, I'm not so sure how, how easy it is to find on YouTube because I'm not like a big YouTuber. I don't have a channel that's going to just direct you there. But... Um, I'm pretty sure that you could find it on YouTube if you do Patriots We Suck Now parody song or something. But also, it's on my Facebook, and if somebody wants to go listen to it, I'm okay with that. It's uh, it's Mitty Ingham, M-I-T-T-Y-I-N-G-H-A-M. Feel free. There we go. Braden, you're on the uh, microphone right now. This is your chance, a big moment in history for Braden. 11 years old, right? Yeah, and yeah. He, he's been... He's been waiting 11 years for this moment to get on the radio. He's going to do it. To be able to say hi to some important people in his life. This is your time, baby. Go right ahead, Brayden. All right, we got two people on the basketball team. Go ahead. Carter and Jack. All right, and who's more important, the most important? Mama. What do you want to say to Mama? Hi, I love you. Nice. There we go. Job well done. We can look back and you can always say, hey, I was on the radio. You sure were. That's how to do it. I'm going to try and do this on YouTube, Mitty. I'm going to try and find your song. Let's just see, because I am not a big uh, YouTuber either. Like, I use it a little bit, but I really have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just one of these people. I'm old. I don't want to do new things. I'm like a Belichick. Um, While I find this with the Patriots, if next year we start the season with Mac Jones and or Bailey Zappi as our quarterback, what should Patriots fans do to revolt? I know. I'll be writing another song. <laughs> well, we'll all be staying tuned for that. Is there anything else we could do besides write songs? That's a very good answer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd, I'd say at that point we're going to have to start picketing. There's no way that that can happen, right? No. Just for the Patriots. Have we all reached this level of frustration? There's no way they can try to package this up. Like with, with Zappy, you'd be like, oh, yeah, if we just get more stuff around him and this and that. I hear people saying that, like the skill positions. It's like, listen, dude, okay, I agree. We're, we're weak in some skill areas, maybe all of them. But the quarterback, it's pretty obvious. These are not... The guys, I'm cool with Zappy's attitude, and I'm cool with him being back as a backup. Yes. But, right? You're okay yeah. with it. Who yeah. would you rather have on the team? Do you want either of them definitely gone because you hate them or what? Well, I think <laughs> we're never going to see another snap from Mac Jones. And I agree with you. You know, two years ago, I was saying, let's get some talent around Mac Jones and see what the kid can do. But I think we have broken him to the point where he's going to be institutionalized at this point. The guy's been pulled and pushed and pulled and pushed over and over. Uh, he, he can't even be insane. Uh, he, he's, he's not in, His head's messed up, man. Like, it's just, it's not there. It's, it's hard to find the right words for it. Yeah, because, well, because he said, like, the corporate line. That's the thing I don't really know about Mac Jones is over the last year and a half or, or two years, he, whenever he would do interviews, it just always seemed like he was trying to say whatever Belichick would want him to say. It's almost like he was a little mini-me robot. Yeah. But then when you'd watch him play, he just he'd be complaining on the sidelines and, like, coming off the field. And I'd be like, like dude, you're not good enough to complain. Like, right. you're throwing balls at guys – feet and yeah okay then the next play comes back and they drop one but it's like what about the play before when you totally missed the dude you can't be coming over and complaining about other people when you're horrible it just makes me think he's like selfish or spoiled or something well there's a prerequisite to being able to complain to a ref no matter what sport you're in you get to complain to the ref after you have won something 
after you've proved something. Jason Tatum, do you hear this? This is a, like directly word for word what I was saying <laughs> last week, Mitty, about the Celtics and Jason Tatum. I think it was Thursday's show where I was like, yeah. Tatum going and just cr- complaining and crying to the refs yeah. after the last three positions he missed shots. Like and then he comes down this way and he didn't think he fouled the guy and he gets he's complaining to the ref. Oh, why didn't you, dude? You missed three shots down the other end. How is that in your mind? Like, not how are you not remembering? You want to blame the ref instead of yourself. Right. I mean, until you've won a championship, put your hands by your side and get back on D. It's, it's, it seems simple. That's what the modern athlete really is. It's, 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 it, it bewilders me just how they're able to get away with it. And then you can't, you can't like confront them or, or whatever the right word is. It just seems like, oh, for coaches, you can't, you can't do anything that might upset these guys because then they're not going to like you anymore. Well, they're all prima donnas. They, they, <laughs> they all get into the league and they, they expect to be treated a certain way. And again, it's man, win something first. You don't get to do any of this stuff until you win. That's in the NBA, I would say. I would classify. I wouldn't say they're all prima donnas. See, I've learned how to really tailor my approach just because I'm trying not to make organizations angry for when I That's get to point. superstardom fame level, right? I, I don't want to have a hard time getting the interviews with members of the Patriots because <laughs> I aired a song called We Just Suck Now. But that's a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah. Yeah, right? I don't think that's going to. But I, I do. I, I have a tendency to really, really get on people and kind of call them morons or, or idiots. And I've already talked to Andrew, our producer in the back here, who's I've said, you need to play an alarm on me or something if I start to insult people because that could come back and haunt me. Do you think that's a good strategy, Mitty, or what? Have you ever listened to Mark Felger? My, Mike, guy, Michael, Mike Felger, Felger. Michael Felger. Yes. He <laughs> rips on them, and they still go in for an interview. So, Do they? I don't know. But with Felger, I love Felger. I'm coming after his job, just oh. so everybody knows. I'm calling my shot. I love him. And I'm calling that anybody listening today is probably enjoying our interview with Mitty. They love the song. They love hearing the shout-outs from Braden. You love the sports machine with Slim, don't you? Well, guess what? There's going to be 10 more minutes. We're going to go to a quick commercial break on WKXL Radio, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, 101.9 FM, Manchester, nhtalkradio.com. We'll be right back with more from Mitty and me. Sports Machine with Slim as we break down all of the happenings, or a lot of the happenings, from this past holiday weekend. Let's talk about the Celtics to begin with. They got a game tonight, Oklahoma City. For people that don't know, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander is hot, 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 and moving up the MVP ratings. I will say the Celtics want to win this game tonight, Mitty. What do you think about them going on the road to play OKC? I like them. I mean, honestly, it's hard to not like the Celtics pretty much anywhere against any team right now. They're so hot. So good. Uh, it's so much fun to watch. And I was saying as we were at the commercial there to Mitty, the sports machine was slim. We've been on the air. This is the start of our fourth week. And I'm just looking forward to, well, okay, we got the NFL playoffs coming around the corner. That's awesome, right? But let's look into the May time frame when the NBA playoffs are going on and the hockey playoffs are going on, and for the Celtics to be here. I am just so hardcore Celtics basketball fan. 
it's going to be incredible to be talking about the Celtics every single day on New Hampshire's Next Gen Sports Talk radio show. So I'm hoping that we just go on a inclined path of gaining fans along the way so that it can be a party because the Celtics are going to win it all. Baby, you got a favorite player on the Celtics that uh, you want to talk about? I mean, of course I love Jason Tatum. He's amazing. But uh, right now, uh, it's a toss-up for me between Drew Holiday and Derek White. Derek White's been such a mistake-free, like, just great, great player, making great decisions. He's fun to watch. He just fits in. He's a basketball player. It's like you could drop him into any team. And he's going to be that glue guy. Like, all right, you need me to shoot? I can shoot. He shot 17 threes in a game the other week. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, from three now, he's money, and he can do step backs. It's not just like I'm just shooting wide open threes and making them. He's shooting contested threes that he kind of created his own. That's yeah. a, He's gotten so much better. Imagine what it'll be next year. Well, you also brought in Drew Holiday and got rid of Smart, so you're getting – uh, a tougher player without all the crying and flopping. And then Kristaps Porzingis, he couldn't have found himself a better home. He won the game for us for, uh, it was Friday night, I think, uh, uh, against Detroit. Or maybe that was Thursday, yeah. yeah. Uh, with We were down at the end, and it was like, okay, go to Porzingis. If he catches the ball at the free throw line and he turns around, it, it goes in every single time. You can't stop him. He's he's just too big. And his, what's he got, an eight-foot arm span? You know? <laughs> it's huge. Being next to the guy, just be like, oh, my God, how big is that? Yeah. So the Celtics are going to put together a run, people. It's going to be fun. You want If you're not watching the Celts, you want to start. Get on board. Oh, yeah. the, the hockey. Let's talk to the Boston Bruins because, as I've told people, I'm not a huge hockey fan. I do watch the games more and more now. And it, I, I'm learning some more and more about their players. I like how we responded. We had lost four uh, in a row last week, and then we came back with a couple of wins. Saturday night, the Bruins win a big game. Uh, there's a guy on the team I love, Charlie Coyle. He's nasty, nasty shooting that puck. Everybody knows Pasternak. Everybody knows Marshan. There's a new guy we got, Geeky, and there's some other guy, Shattenkirk. One heck of a last name, I'm going to tell you that. Do you know much about the Shattenkirk guy? I wouldn't say that on the radio. I, it's our last name. Why can't I say that on the radio? <laughs> no, I but don't. He had a big. He had a big game. He had a big game uh, in Saturday night win for the Bruins. The Bruins are a team. We're gonna. They're gonna be active around the trade deadline. I'll tell you that. And if we get one or two people in here, I think it's gonna be exciting. What do you think about their goalie situation? Do you know much about uh, Linus Elmark and yeah, uh, I'm Swayman? Actually, uh, I, I'm actually. I'm a big fan of uh, Swayman. I was a little creeped out when they brought Elmark in. It's like, hey, what are you doing? You bringing in another big contract? But he's been really, really solid in goal. I mean, not in the playoffs, but uh, I think Swayman is is the kind of guy. He's young. He's he's hungry. I think I think in a couple of years you get yourself a real good goalie with him. I love him too. I mean, I've been screaming for him to kind of get in the lineup for the last two three years in, in the playoffs. And last year it seemed like during the regular season they were alternating a lot, and then Elmark was the guy in the playoffs, and we know he was injured. So. I mean, can you say he's not a winner or he's not going to be able to come through? I don't know. But this year, they're alternating every other game, Mitty. I don't know if you know this, but it's pretty much all mark one game, swim in the next. And these two guys love each other. That game I was talking about Saturday, I watched till the end. The two dudes, they come out, they give their hug to each other after the handshake line goes, you know, amongst the team. These guys are really invested in each other's success, and you could see the fans are all still in the stadium. They're ready to cheer on. Like, they stay around for that. So... Do we want to trade one of those goalies, or do we keep both of them on the roster? Personally, I think you got to kind of keep them both because they're both giving so much, and neither one of them are really that expensive. And uh, you know, it's 
it's the Bruins. You know, you you know darn well they're going to do great. They're going to get to the playoffs, and they're probably going to crap out in the first round because some crazy thing's going to happen, and everything's going to go wrong, and everyone's going to be tired. Everyone's going to be sick. That's well, we're hoping, and this is what I've said to the, the New England area sports fans. I don't know if you've heard this over the last couple of weeks, but I, what I've told people is New England sports fans are like, they're fat and happy. They're yeah. just satisfied. They're lazy. They're content. I was at the Boston Garden when the Celtics played um, the Golden State Warriors a couple of years ago, and it was game five. We were up, I think it was three to one at that point. Maybe I'm wrong on my math. No, it was two to one. Two I'm to sorry. One. So it was game four. And Steph Curry came in, and man, it, it, just in the third, fourth quarter, he lit us up. And I just saw the fans in the stadium. They weren't cheering, they weren't hungry. New England fans are not hungry enough. Rabid fan bases contribute to the success of their teams. I don't think people understand that, Mitty. What do you think about me saying that? Do you think the fans actually have an impact on whether a team wins or loses? A hundred percent. And I mean, for one, it wouldn't exist without the fans. You, you don't have a product unless you have someone to sell it to. And New England has some of the most diehard fans for all sports that you're going to find anywhere in the country. And we all expect you know, something good to be given. You know, we, we want good players and we want good coaches and we want a good program. And that's just what we need. I'm not sure. I do agree. We have the rabid sports fans, but I think of a, a lot of us are watching those games at home. I think the fans that go to the garden to watch these games, I'm not sure those are our typical fans. I think those are the people that make a ton of money and they don't know how to cheer. They don't know how to stand up. Well, like right. you don't go to a game five, game four to playoffs when you got a chance to win an NBA championship and everybody be sitting down all the time. I'm sorry, that's just not that's not how winning fans conduct themselves. Right. Well, and also. Anywhere in the country, you're not going to find more expensive ticket prices than you're going to find at Fenway and in the Boston Garden and uh, you know down down in New England. You're not going to find prices this high anywhere in the country, and the food inside is is twice as much as anywhere in the country. And yet now they've decided it's okay to charge that much, but not put a good product on the court or on the or baseball the field. field. Like oh come my. on, yeah, yeah, we we're right to be frustrated, and that's okay. We can be frustrated and turn things into a positive. We can uh, we can be here during the playoff run. I'm telling you, the Celtics are going to be the team yeah. to break the curse of Tom Brady. I don't know if you've heard me say this, Mitty, but I say since Tom Brady has left, there's been a haze over the whole New England region. We haven't won anything. He Agreed. went down to Tampa Bay. His first year, he wins. I'm telling you, if the if the Boston area sports teams don't win anything over the next year or two. They're going to see a cloud of dust, and the, all the sports talk shows are going to be saying, it's the curse of Tom Brady, just like the curse of the Bambino. Brady left, and now we stink at everything. Well, I'll tell you what. I am more than happy to buy a $14 hot dog, as long as I'm going to be cheering at the end of the game. And uh, I know that there's two things that bring people together. A common love for something, and the one thing that's even more powerful than that is a common hatred for something. So if everybody's PO'd enough about what's going on and we band together, maybe we can get our message across and let these these owners that want to save a dime know we need better. The Celtics owners, they're not afraid to spend. I will say that. They've ponied up some cash and that's why I think that's the team that can take us to the promised land and let's just, let's just do it. Let's expect success, Boston fans. I will tell you, uh, as we transition, one team that's not expecting success right now, the Carolina Panthers. Did anybody see this? Their owner is a guy by name, I think it's David Tepper, a billionaire, big hedge fund guy, and his team lost. Uh, They traded the number one pick. uh, Well, I mean... 
not knowingly, but they they went after Bryce Young. They got a new quarterback this year. Their team's horrible. They lost another game at home on Sunday, and he was sitting in an open-aired like part of the stadium in his luxury box. He took his drink, threw it into the fans. Like, he threw it on wow. Jacksonville's fans. They lost 26 nothing. So I don't know if anybody's talking or hearing about that, but literally a multi-billionaire type of individual who owns the Carolina Panthers was so upset at the end of the game took his drink, threw it into the lower levels of the seeding stadium onto Jacksonville's fans. That's not a team that I would want to be rooting for right now, Mitty. Nothing gets your point across like assault. Yeah, right? Just totally unacceptable. The gall, unmitigated gall of this guy to think like, oh, I can do that because I'm rich. Uh, LeBron James, who thinks he can do a lot of stuff sometimes, but did you see him at the end of the game the other night at Minnesota? That was Saturday night. They uh, He hit a three, which was ruled a two, went to instant replay, and his he got the downside of that, unfortunately, so they ended up losing the game to Minnesota, and LeBron said, what do we have re- replay for if even the replay gets it wrong? <laughs> Complaining. Well, if, if there's ever a player in the league right now that has the right to put his hands up when something goes wrong, it sure is him, as much as I hate to admit it because I'm not a LeBron guy. I agree. I've, he's earned my respect. And what he did say yeah. funny is also he goes, we got talking about the replay booth in New York or wherever it is. He said, there's somebody, there, he's somebody, there's somebody over there eating a ham sandwich, like not paying attention to their job and not knowing what they're doing. I thought that was great. Yeah, well, LeBron can pretty much do anything he wants, right? He, he runs that team. Well, Bill Belichick runs that team for right now. That team is the Patriots, just so everybody knows. He's going to tie the all-times loss record for an NFL coach if he loses this coming Sunday. He's got 164 losses, 165 for both uh, Jeff Fisher and Dan Reeves. So there's a reason Belichick might want to win this game. Mitty, what do you think as we go out and leave the show today? Uh, I just want to thank you for having us on, and uh, I think this was a really cool opportunity. I know Braden didn't say much, but I know he had a great time. So just just thank you. It was nice to talk some sports and uh, meet a good guy. I had a great time. Thank you both for coming into the studio. Appreciate it, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Machine with Slim. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time on WKXL Radio 1. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, nhtalkradio.com.